Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is a Holy Spirit morning. And amen. This is good. We're going to look into the Word a little bit together today. I want to talk about the God who breaks through. The God who breaks through. The Lord who wins for you. The Lord who wins for you. We want to get some wins for us. Small wins. Big wins. Any size wins. Father God looks at us through these eyes of pure love and He sees you as His little champion. Just say, I'm your little champion. Go ahead and tell him, I'm your little champion. He sees you as this love-empowered overcomer that He has set up for wins. He sees you as a winner and He's committed to your wins in life. And He will reach into any situation that looks like failure and He will create a win for you. Come on. Any situation, well, here's the proof. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything, everything to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. So we want to take a snapshot of this process that the Lord walks us through when He empowers us to do wins, to, to win on His terms. Everybody say this, if the Lord be with us, who can be against us? So first, I want to tell you that you're wired for winning. You see, listen, everybody, there's an expert down on the inside of you. You're wired for winning. The Holy Spirit and your spirit form an unbeatable team. And your goal is to develop a strong bond with the Holy Spirit. Who is Christ's indwelling presence in you? Therefore, you need to grow in the character of God, and to do that, you must eat. Now, everybody, listen the Word of God is the breakfast of champions. If you're not eating the Word of God, you won't be full of the power that, that, that fuels victories. You need something where the Holy Spirit can grab it off the shelf and whisper it into, your, into your, the atmosphere of your heart. And it, takes your, it makes your spirit stronger and sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leadings and promptings and whispers and joys and fellowship. Listen, you don't just need the Lord to lead you to do something. You need the Lord to, en you need to enjoy Him. You need to know the joys of just being with Him. A good father doesn't just wear his kids out working. They play. The Lord wants to play with you. The Lord wants to cause your heart to delight. He wants to cause you to know Him in a way that is so burden lifting because He's just, he's just there. Like that little girl playing with Aslan in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in those stories. Second, you are destined for winning. When you give your life to Christ, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now, what? Lives inside of you. The same Holy Spirit's power, the resurrection life and power. And, and the Lord has already planned that no matter what you face, no matter what you face, winning is just on the other side because He's with you. And third, winning will be uh, on His terms with His help. How many of you know, well, we'll talk about going your own way in a little bit, Worthless travel, worthless travel, your own path. 
Therefore, knowing him and honoring him is a key to every a key to winning in every everything. It's just knowing him. In the past, you've been conditioned, though. How many of you have been conditioned in your mind to defeat? Come on, depression. Your minds have just been conditioned wrong. You're conditioned to losing. You're conditioned to hell, picking your pockets, everything going wrong. You're conditioned wrong. And the Lord says, I'm going to recondition your mind with my love. I'm going to change things inside of you. I'm going to cause you to be overwhelmed with this deep and loving and intimate presence that causes you to want to rise up out of stinking thinking and and old pathways of thoughts that cause your self-image just be in the just down in the trash. The Lord says, no, 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 no. You, I didn't make you. Jesus, don't make no junk. So there's a major quality of winning known as endurance. Luke 21, 19. Say it with me. By your endurance, we will gain your, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. I said, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. This is amazing. Uh, this word endurance means steadfastness, constancy, perseverance, and it's, uh, it's a New Testament. In the New Testament, it's characteristic of a man who has not swerved from his deliberate purpose while in his loyalty to faith and devotion to God, even by the greatest trial, trials and sufferings. That's really something, isn't it? Everybody just say, Holy Spirit. Well, here's the point. Here's the point. Look, Psalm 131. So Psalm 136.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord for His good. What? Everybody say it. For His steadfast love endures forever. So I want to tell you, there's two things that endure. Two things. Are you ready? Number one, God's steadfast love. And number two, you, when you're connected to His steadfast love through Christ. You endure when you're connected to His steadfast love. Let's go ahead and say, thank You, Lord. He is so committed to You. He wants His steadfast love to be the foundation of your soul, the foundation of your life. Because His steadfast love endures forever. And the power, the power that Jesus flows in all flows out of the steadfast love. It'll cause you to endure. It'll cause you to go further than you How many of you, when the love tanks runs out, you just don't want to move anymore? Hello? How many of you have just been down and out? So down and out? Just consider yourself out. I'm out. And then the steadfast love shows up. And there's hope to live again. And there's a joy to rise up. And there's a breath of fresh air in the Spirit of God to take you where you could never go. Because now the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever and you're connected to Him and then you begin to endure. There's something so dynamic about that. And here's the deal. I put this up here, but this is not, I didn't want to use it the way it's written, even though it's there. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 13.7, it says, um, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Everybody look. Father God always bears with you, always believes in you. He always hopes what He's doing in you. He endures and causes you to come along and endure. This is the heart. Where did Paul get the whole idea of love doing this? He encountered Jesus Christ. And Jesus came to reflect perfectly Father God. 
And he hopes, he has hope. Love hopes. And here's the point. This is amazing. He has high hopes for you. And he, and he knows that with his steadfast love in your heart, you'll fulfill those high hopes. Because you will endure. Because he gives you the love to endure. And you, you'll begin to believe in, in that you can make it in ways that you never thought you could make it before. Because he comes along and puts that. Is that true? Come on. Is this true about the character and nature of God? And so, Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, let's say, love will be with you. God says, I will be with you through the rivers, and they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned in the flame. You should, will not consume you. Because, see, if you've committed your life to the Lord, He promises that He will be with you through thick and thin. When you choose... Him, He goes through you through the thick, the thick of harsh challenges. How many of you have just been through thick stuff? It's like tough sledding, just rough stuff. He goes through the thick of it. And He also goes through the thin of your, person, your lack of resource and your lack of even trust in Him. He says, I'm going to be there with you no matter if you got it right or wrong, I'm still going to be there. How many of you have had it most wrong most of the time, and you find out God's still there. So we're going to look at a passage, and I want us to talk about it. It's going to lead us to, to a time of communion. We're going to look at First uh, Chronicles 14, 8 through 17. Would you just lift your heads with me? I want to just pray for this uh, the drop in our hearts in a powerful way, in a sustaining way. Father God, I thank You that You are the God who breaks through. You're the God of breaking through. You're the God that bursts forth and brings us through to victories. And it is my prayer today that the Holy Spirit will bring revelation to each heart in each life, no matter what their situation is, that there is a God with them who helps them break through. In Jesus' name, amen. When the Philistines... Now, I'm going to read this so you just listen. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel. All the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it, and he went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. That means giant. Rephaim means giant, or lofty men, the valley. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up. I will give them into your hand. And he went, went up to Baal Perizim, and David struck them down. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a bursting flood. Therefore, the name of the place was called Baal Perizim. And they left their gods there. And David gave command, and they burned them. And the Philistines yet again made a raid in the valley. And when David again inquired of God, God said to him, You shall not go up after them. Go around and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then 
go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike down the armies of the Philistines. And David did as God commanded. And they struck down the Philistine army from Gibeon to Gezer. And the fame of David went out into all the lands. And the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. Hallelujah. He's the God of breakthrough. He's the God of breakthrough. First of all, this is what happens. David has been going, you know, through, through a, a series of uh, being on the run from Saul for a while. And uh, that happens in his life. And then, then uh, he's established as the king of Judah. So for seven years, he's the king of one section. of, And then he's made the king of Israel. And now he's the king of Israel. So he's been established. He's gone through all kinds of suffering, being chased by Saul. But we learn a kingdom principle through, through David's life. His first Peter 5, 6, it says this. Everybody read it with me. Humble yourselves, therefore. Oh, come on. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. So David humbled his heart. Everybody say, humble your heart. Who else did that? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, Jesus. Okay. First Peter 5.10, I love, I love this verse. It's a, verse. it's a love-hate relationship with this verse. We like the second part of it, but we don't like the first part. Here's the first part. After you've suffered a while. We don't like that part. Everybody say, after you've suffered a while. Ooh. Endurance. Endurance with the steadfast love of God. After you've suffered a while. There's some suffering of a while. After you've suffered a while. What happens after you've suffered a while? Well, God says, the God of all glory comes along and goes, okay, God of all grace, he says this, I've called you into eternal glory. And I'm going to restore you, confirm you, strengthen you, and establish you. I'm going to set you up for victory. This is a victory. There's wins. So God plans to promote you. So here's what happens. The Philistines heard that, uh, and they start to search for David in the, uh, hey, so David is established. See if this is not like a template to see how spiritual warfare works against you and I. God puts you up into a new place, and hell comes with a preemptive strike. Is that right? Anybody? You're a brand new baby Christian. Hell comes immediately because the seed is on. Hello? You get to a new place and something comes against you. Jesus is born a baby and Herod sends soldiers. So this is just a pattern. You get established and then here comes the, 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 the birds of the air come immediately to steal the seed. So it's just the nature of we're going to grow in Christ. No, you're not, says the devil. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Here comes the endurance. Oh my gosh, I got to go grow. And all of the trials, as they press us, they press us to cling to the Lord and begin to realize. And after a while, all that clinging turns out to be good. It begins, whoa, I'm a clinger. I've learned that it's not my strength that's going to pull it off. It's not me that's going to pull it off. It's His love and power in me that's going to pull it off. And I've been learning this. Oh, it takes a long time. It takes some time to learn this stuff. And so David hears about it and he inquires of the Lord. This is where the next verse part is. And he inquires. Everybody say inquires. And the Lord says, go into the fight. This is where the heart of the winner. I must have not put the other ones up. The heart of a winner. The winner inquires of the Lord. Look at Psalm 42, 1 through 2. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. I want to talk to you just a second here, looking at these verses about the kind of a heart that the winner in the Bible actually has. The heart pants for God. What's your heart hungry for? The heart 
desires and is thirsty for God. Psalm 63, 1 and 2. Oh God, You are my God. Earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh faints for You as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked upon You in the sanctuary and behold Your power and glory. Psalm 27, verse 8. You have said, seek My face. My heart says to You, your face, O oh Lord, I seek. Every, every believer has this choice. You can choose to go your own way, to do your own thing, to figure it out by yourself, or you can inquire of the Lord and, and, and uh, wait until you receive His direction. And here's the point. When His direction comes, His leading comes, victory is sure. Everybody say, victory is sure. When you, take the, when you respond to the Lord, you're never alone in despair when you have a life-giving whisper of God in your soul. Never if you're stiff-necked, bullheaded, stubborn, come on, self-centered, resistant to listening to God, you'll have a life full of defeat and self-made peril. How many of you are sick and tired of being sick and tired? You will alienate people, you'll be emotionally exhausted, and you'll have no peace in your soul. That's the fruit of your way. But... It's when you know the Lord and you wait upon Him and you hear His voice and you follow the lead of what He says and you engage in battle, then His victory is your victory. So David goes into the Valley of Giants and God gives us breakthrough, so much of a breakthrough that He actually renames the place the Lord of breaking through, the Lord that bursts through. He, he renames the place. I want to put this up. A valley is a low point, isn't it? A valley is a low point. It's a low point in your heart. It's a low point in your body, your relationships, your finances. It's a low point is where mistakes are made. A low point is where the carnal nature looks for momentary relief. What do you do in the valley? What do you do in the valley? But here's what happens when you come to that place and you literally have God move in your heart in the midst of the low place. You turn the low place into the place of breakthrough. Here's what the God does. God makes your low point a place where He breaks through for you. And you, re listen to this, if, you, if you've been around a long time, you know this is true. You rename your valley the place where God broke through for you. How many of you have had some, some horrible, horrible life situations and you just went, you were going under and going under and God comes through for you. And now when you go back to that memory, it's, all glory to God. All glory to God. Because He has come in the midst of your lowest point. This is a good thing. This is a breakthrough thing. This is what God does. Now, here's the point. So the, so you, the giants come out you, when, you're, when you're vulnerable. The giants show up when you're vulnerable. How many of you, when you're really out of it, suddenly everything looks bigger. Uh, all the problems are bigger looking. Oh my God, they come and there's like a, ah, I'm so, I'm a little, ah, when, how many of you go, Jesus, you know, you just, you need some help. When you're, when you're, you're, you're depleted, you need him. Not Pop-Tarts or whatever, I don't know, not extra chocolate, you need Jesus. And that's why we, when, we, when we respond to Him, when we hear His voice, when we rise up at that time, when we do that, that's when we, we receive the victory. Now here's just a cool thing. I just think this is so cool. 
And I want to, I say this in, uh, the, let me read it first. It says, they left their gods there and gave, gave command and they burned them. In the life of Jesus, we have this, uh, when he enters his ministry, and there's a, there's a preemptive strike right there. He, he's literally led to the valley. He's led to the desert to fight, fight off hell. And there's temptations, and there's a, there, he's at a low point, and there's, there's a work against him, but he uses the Word of God and cries out to the Father and answers and, and has a, he defeats the enemy, right? And then it says Satan comes later at an opportune time, right? But all through that, before that opportune time comes at the cross, what happens? The gods, people are being, the, 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 the works of darkness are being overthrown in soul after soul after soul after soul. And they're leaving their gods, their false gods. How many of you gods turned over some stuff in your life? You go, I was believing in this and trusting this and it's worthless. And you get rid of that stuff. Burn it up in the fire. Amen. It's only somebody feel like they still want to say, go ahead and say praise God. If you feel like it, you go ahead and say praise the Lord. Just if you feel like it. Do you say, do you want to? No? Okay. No. Does anybody, has anybody ever had God do something so deep, so real, that you go, I was about to be consumed. I was on the verge of it being all gone and over with. And I was terrorized. And God comes through your life for that. It doesn't matter if it's physical sickness, financial, verge of financial ruin, whatever puts stress on your soul, you cry to Him. So here's what happens. They win. They have a big win. Then it comes back. There's what we got. Uh, go ahead and put it on a blank screen if you would for a minute. Then the, the Philippians, the, excuse me, the uh, Philistines raided again in the same valley. And uh, I'm going to tell you this. This is amazing. This is always the way it is. Read, this is the way it is. There's a preemptive strike and you win. And then there's a retaliation. The devil just doesn't want to give up. But if you follow the Lord, voice of the Lord, the retaliation will be re obliterated. Just knocked out. Just crazy knocked out. And basically, he asked the Lord what to do. And he gives a funny set of instructions. Should we go up against them? Yeah, but this time, don't go ahead of, ahead of, out there in front of them. Go ahead and um, go around the opposite side and hang out at the uh, balsam trees. And when you hear, and the Lord's saying to David, when you hear the sound of the, the armies marching in the top of the trees, then you'll know that I've gone out before you. And then you go. I got to thinking, you know, here's like a, the men are all crouched down under the balsam trees. And one of them says, okay, Captain, how come we didn't go out ahead of them? David inquired of the Lord. What did he say? Well, he said, uh, be here and wait until we hear the sound of Marching in the top of the trees. Captain, who's going to be in the trees? Well, I don't know. Another soldier. What Did you say somebody's going to be marching up in the top of the trees? No, David asked of the Lord. And he said that we would hear the sound of marching in the top of the trees. Wow. David's cool. 
And so they wait. And then they hear, boom, 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 boom. And they hear, oh my God, they hear the marching. It's our turn. Because they already had the last battle and they went right at them and had this great breakthrough, God breakthrough, and they were all pumped and they wanted to do the same thing again. How have you done that? And the Lord says, whoa, 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 I'm going to make a bigger victory for you. I'm going to go before you. And after I've gone out, then you come out. Oh, praise God. I won't get into a specific, but I have one. Praise the Lord. And the victory was so massive. It was so massive that everybody around, it was so big. The second, the second victory was so phenomenal. It just scared the, the pants off all the nations around them. So, I want to go ahead and let's go ahead and uh, re take our communion uh, elements and get them in hand. This is communion time and I believe that the Lord wants you and I to place the seed the Word the Word of God is a seed and place that seed inside of us for breakthrough for bursting forth now all of us know all of us know that Jesus died on the cross for us we know this fact the Bible says Jesus was actually walking along on the road to Emmaus and he says, it says, starting with the prophets and with the Old the Testament. And so he's, he's in the, um, he's walking along the road to Emmaus and uh, he begins to show where he is. And I said, Lord, where are you in this passage? He said, well, I'm the God that breaks through. And I realized Jesus is the resurrection. And he burst forth from death and broke the power of death over all of us. And everyone, I mean, there are people that when it comes time to pass away, there's not an ounce of fear. There's a beautiful peace that comes over their soul because God has gone before and broke through death over the soul. And they just slip out of this life into the glorious presence of Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and praise Him right now. Hallelujah. And then I was sitting there thinking, I think it was when, just about when I was getting in the shower, I felt like the Lord said, oh, by the way, I was in the top of the tree. When I told him, wait under the balsam trees until you hear the sound of the marching. I was also hung on a tree. And I want you to listen because you can hear the sound of the marching of forgiveness around the world. You can hear the sound of the marching of healing by His stripes. You are healed all over the world. Massive victory. You can hear the sound of the marching of freedom to every human soul because Jesus Christ is in the tree. 
And he's gone before you and me and given the victory of breakthrough over everything that would ever face your life. Just praise him. Somebody praise the Lord with me here. Let's praise the Lord and let that spirit of breakthrough invade our hearts. Is there something that you need to break through right now? The Lord says, I'm sending the sound of the marching and I'm setting you free. I'm going before you in the midst of that trial and I'm bringing them down right now. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He said, I'm up there. I'm up there. And you can look at the, go ahead and hold the cracker up here and see the little holes in it. Jesus was pierced in his mind to take away mental torment in his hands for everything that you've ever done wrong with your hands in his feet for everything you've ever done wrong with gone anywhere with your feet he says i'm going to forgive you completely i'm going to be pierced in your place and also everything that your heart has had sad and had had every kind of foul thing everything that's been wrong in your heart he says it's been pierced and blood and water gushes out of his heart he says i am been given completely over to cause redemption in every place of your life. Let's lift it up. Just say, thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to die in my place, to bring forgiveness to me, to bring healing to me, to bring freedom to me. I receive all of it. And as I partake of it now, I hear the marching of the forgiveness. I hear the marching of the healing power of God. I hear the marching of the freedom of Christ Jesus coming into me. Let's receive it now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes God comes to the low point and says, let's, let's rename that. Let's reframe the feelings that you have at the low point. Let's renew your mind because you have the low. How many of you had a low point in your life and it just eats you and eats you and eats you until Jesus showed up? And then Jesus comes He says, I'm going to break you through. I'm going to burst forth in victory in the low place. He is so good. I don't know what low thing you're, low place you're feeling right now. What you're facing right now. But I guarantee you this. He's been there. He'll show up there. He was there. He'll manifest his life and love to you there. He'll be with you there. And he's there. His blood has been shed to transform the way you think about what happened to you. Because this is what I know. It doesn't matter what happened to you when the Lord gets a hold of it. It becomes a fountain of His goodness no matter how bad it was. Isn't that right? It doesn't matter, does it? And that's why, because the blood brings redemption. He says, I bring you out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of thy love. It's through the redemption your redemption through the forgiveness of your sins and every foul thing we've ever done wrong is all right here in the cup, washed away, washed away, washed away, washed away. Father, say that. Father God, thank you for the power of forgiveness marching all through my soul. Thank you for the power of healing 
marching all through my soul. Thank you for the power of freedom and deliverance marching all through my soul. Thank you for the power of the blood that has sealed it all in the name of Jesus. Let's partake together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. It's quite common for uh, in this house that someone might have had a moment where the Holy Spirit quickens them and realize they realize, you know what, I need a little bit more help in prayer. And that's why we have our altar ministry. We have people that will agree with you in prayer and and submit to the work of the Holy Spirit and hear from the Lord of how to pray for you correctly. It's something that we stir up the gifts of the Spirit. We, we, we put a demand on the Holy Spirit. We're not the ones doing it. We know that the Holy Spirit knows everything. He knows your life inside and out. He's, uh, he's wanting to release you into places, every place where there's been a low point. The Lord says, I'm going to make it a high point. I want to cause it to be a blessing to you. And so that's what this is about. So, we, so Father God, we thank you for every heart. We thank you that you're the God of breaking through. We thank you for the past breakthroughs. We thank you for future, future breakthroughs. We thank you for present breakthroughs right now. And we submit our hearts to you in the name of Jesus. I said amen. 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 You're dismissed.